At least some of the men inflicting such misery could step back from their anger and open themselves to fellow feeling. They could be at least somewhat aware that the soldier in them was acting, and failing to react emotionally, in a dehumanizing manner which would have been unacceptable to their peacetime selves. We had quite a hunt last night, Illinois Cavalry Lieutenant Sardius Smith recorded in his diary in May 1862. Having heard that a notorious secesh by the name of Jackson was in the neighborhood, we started after dark to his house, having taken our sabers off our belts and taking only our pistols. His company stealthily surrounded the house, only to find that the guerrillas had fled like dogs. At this point, Smith broke the narrative line in his diary and made an analysis of what had changed inside him during the war. We are getting quite hardened to this kind of thing, and I can go into a house with a pistol in my hand, with a smile on my face, speak politely to the ladies, ask where their men are, in order that I may shoot them, with as much grace as though I was making a call for friendship's sake. Most often furious and vengeful, fighters and civilians sporadically reasserted a sense of their own humanity and that of others. They also observed that the ferocity of war could destroy both the mind and the soul. Seeing the shell of a victim, and at some level vicariously identifying with her or with him, they could sense the depths of damage which guerrilla war inflicted. On July 30, 1863, at a refugee camp in the Ozarks, the Reverend Francis Springer wrote, A wild man was seen descending the adjacent hill densely covered with trees. He seems an apparition suddenly revealed. He is barefoot, hatless, scratched with briars, and with no covering for his nakedness but a coarse dark gray homespun blanket over his shoulders and reaching halfway down his thighs. His countenance is expressive of extreme dejection. Since his arrival he refuses conversation, takes but little food, and seems alike careless of the attention of friends and the threats of foes. His constant posture from morning until night is sitting or crouched on the floor of the guardhouse.